I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited. I'm here with Vivian Glick and she's amazing. And we actually met in uh, the Unicorn Club, which is um, uh, something I've talked about before of this mastermind that I'm involved in. And I absolutely love this amazing, incredible women, super successful, business-minded, just like have done incredible things. And Vivian actually has had clients like Deepak Chopra, who I'm sure you know, Dean Ornish, Tony Robbins. I'm just crazy. And she has a foundation called Just Like My Child Foundation, which she started after having her son, Zach. Um, And she's done just incredible things when it comes to philanthropy, giving back, helping um, around the globe. And I want to get more into it because we want to talk really about how um, she's using philanthropy to build business and help others do this same. And so we're going to get into that. So tell us a little bit kind of how you got into that with your business background and also like the philanthropy and bringing that together. Because I think, I know for myself, it feels very confusing and hard to bring, like to bridge that together. And I want to give back, but I don't want to sabotage my business and all that. So start with that and we'll go into um, the therapy session for me when we have a chance. Right, right. Well, thank you so much, Robin. It's really exciting to be here and to talk about how to bring philanthropy into your business, particularly for women business owners and women who are in the financial world, helping other women to build their uh, financial net worth as well. And um, so my, my background has been in healthcare and in global health and, um, and to help um, speakers and uh, business people in the healthcare industry to build their to build their platform. And that was that was many years ago. <laughs> um, and after I had um, I had my son in 2002, I had a couple of back to back miscarriages after he was born. And I knew that I could really have my own biological child. I knew there was enough science out there. I could make it happen. But I started becoming really familiar with what was happening around the world, particularly in Africa with um, with children. And 12 billion children had been orphaned by the, uh, by the AIDS virus. Every 30 seconds, a child was dying of malaria. I mean, basically a mosquito bite. Um, And I started to think, how can this be happening when these children are just like my child? And one thing led to the other. And, um, you know, when you put it out into the universe, the universe generally will answer may take a little longer than we'd like, but it's always the perfect timing. 
And I did get an invitation to travel to Uganda and the and, and to visit a very small clinic in uh, in a rural setting. Uh, and it was run by these Ugandan nuns um, who turned out who turn out are like stronger than the military there. So when you're with a Ugandan <laughs> nun, your butt is always covered. Um, and the very first night that I was there, I watched an adolescent girl die in childbirth. Oh, God. And um, her mother was watching and the girl's baby survived. So here it was three generations, grandmother, 13 year old daughter, and then the baby survived. And so right then and there, I got to see this microcosm of the macrocosm of what happens to girls and women around the world. And um, that in fact, the real question was, what was a 13 year old girl doing having a baby? Not so much about the maternal health aspect, which was what I was most interested in. Very long story short, we ended up, um, I, I never wanted to start a foundation. I wanted to use my marketing background to help other organizations build their, build the, uh, you know, their don donors, et cetera. But that wasn't what <laughs> the universe had in mind for me. And we ended up creating uh just like my child foundation and girl power project, which is now an evidence-based program that's shown to keep girls in school, avoiding forced child marriage, rape, disease, et cetera. We put over 20,000 girls through the program in Uganda and really excited. Uh, we've just had a beta launch of this in India and are uh, going deeper there. So it was this, um, sort of incredible opportunity to bring my marketing and business know-how to a nonprofit to creating a 501c3, which I always say when people, you know, people say, oh, I want to give, I want to help, I've got this business, I want to start my own foundation. And I always say, you know what comes after, just like my child foundation, is comma, inc., <laughs> it's running a business. It has all of the complexities of uh, running a full-fledged, you know, huge corporation. And so, um, when people ask me how can they give back, and they want, they have something that they really love and believe in, that's kind of how I get to, you know, you can really change the world while you work without creating a whole nother nest of difficulties. Well, and I, I love that you bring that up, and that's hilarious, uh, comma Inc. Um, because yeah. I think part of it is for me, it's like I. I have this feeling like I have to focus on the growth of the business. Like that's my number one as I'm like in the growth mode and expansion, Absolutely. Mode, which makes sense. Cause the more I can make, the more I can give. And, you know, you, you see, um, you know, great role models like Oprah, you know, who like she made so much money, she can give so much money. Right. And it's not even like, we don't look at the percentage that she gives. We're like, Oh, Oprah gave $40 million. Or I'm sure, you know, the exact number, but $40 million and she's a billionaire. But it's like, wow, well, she couldn't have given $40 million if she didn't have a shit ton of money. Right. So it's like, I want to make more money so I can give more, but I, I get caught up in that. I think some of the, well, how, and how do I make a big impact? And 
I also find like, I'm not the type of person who likes to watch the news because it just depresses me. I feel like I can't do anything about it. And I think I'm I'm going to the therapy session right away so I can see if anyone relates to this, but um, (laughs) someone just put myself on the stand. I'm like, I, you know, I, I was a doctor in another life. So spit it out. (laughs) Okay, great. So, so for me, it's like, I, I really want to give back, but then there's that overwhelm and there's that feeling of like, will it really make a difference? You know? And then how do I do that? Like, I love what you're saying here is like using philanthropy to build your business, because I feel like it seems like one in the one or the other. Cause like what you just said with the ink attached, it was one or the other. It's like, I decided to start a whole corporation and it's a 501 C three. And now that's my whole focus is to give back as um, from the corporate side. So yeah, give me some tips on that. And, and I brought up a few points. Like one is that guilt factor or the feeling like, how is my contribution financial or otherwise like really making a difference? And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, even with voting. Right. And, and then also the big component of like, well, how do I do this in a way that's going to help me have a bigger exposure or grow my business as opposed to it's either time or money away from the business. Yeah, I think um, those are really great questions. And I feel as though most women in business whom I meet have this exact question. So I think it's extremely common when people find out what I've been doing for the last 17 years, they want to, they, it it brings up in them, oh my gosh, I'm just working. I'm not, you know, making a contribution. How do I do that? And so I think that, and then is what I'm doing making a difference? So I think that, you know, I told you I wrote this little book, How to Change the World While You Work, which I can make available to anybody. Yeah, uh, I love that. Let's say that again. Make sure they caught that. How to Change the World While You Work. And we'll give you the link in a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, and you can, you can download it uh, for free. And basically, it is answering all of those questions, particularly for women. You know, number one, don't ever ignore that calling to make a difference and to and to serve and to help someone else you know number 2 you do not need to replicate the 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 process or the organization but what is it you know number 3 ask yourself what is it that you feel most passionately about you know i mean i talk about adolescent girls I get a lot of business women who want to like throw me down and go, tell me how I can help. What's the difference that I can make? I have girls or even fathers who are like, I want to be a part of it, but I'm already there doing the work. So I can help you to channel your funds and to channel your connection. Cause that's really what we're looking for. You know, more money does have more impact, but at the end of the day, do you feel as though you're accomplishing your legacy? So find the thing that you are most passionate about. Maybe it's cancer research. Maybe it's, your own backyard to your point about grassroots movements and voting and stuff and things like that you know is there a difference that you want to make in the in in your own backyard um and then you know really research who is having an impact one of the one of the things you know kind of the conundrums that i've been caught up in for you know, the last 17 years is that 
you know, people have this, this sense that, you know, you have to look at what the, what percentage of the donation is going directly to the, to the recipient or the client or the service or whatever, as opposed to like, you don't ask that question in business. You ask, what's the ROI, Mm. right? Like, What's the return on the investment? How much am I getting back? How much is the world getting back because I've invested a dollar? And when I can tell you, we've transformed the lives of thousands of girls who now have the power inside of themselves to direct their their lives as opposed to, oh, we fed, you know, 5,000 kids lunch. Um, That's a much bigger ROI, right? Like that. It's exponential. It goes on and on. So those are the kinds of questions that I would encourage somebody to ask. Um, And then to really align themselves and to find a way to bring your own clientele. Let's say, Robin, you you decided uh, just like my child and girl power project was where you wanted to dip your toe into. Let's just say theoretically. And you, <laughs> and you are and and then what you did was you turned your um, your base and your platform into something that can help drive more attention towards that. So instead of just your thousand dollars or you know whatever the, your generosity was to impact girls, you turned your whole platform onto it. Now you have a hundred women who have a hundred clients each who are now involved and they make that organization part of their philanthropic commitment. So um, that's one of the things I talk about and how to change the world while you work. It's not just about giving a percentage. We all should be tithing 10%. I mean, it just should be that way. You know, you're earning, you're giving, you're making a difference. Um, But I've had the opportunity to work with many entrepreneurs like JJ Virgin, like Lisa Sasevich, like my friend Sage Levine, who've had me in front of their platform, talking about the work that we're doing and inviting them directly to contribute. So it's not something you have to manage, right? We manage it. So I would say, um, you know, my my husband also uh, has been super, super helpful and instrumental in helping us to raise money. But when I first started, just like my child, he's doing his own marketing entrepreneur building platform, and he don't want to have he doesn't want to have any exposure of this in front of his clients. And I'm like, really? I think you should give it a try, you know. And I kind of I kind of nudged him about it, and soon thereafter he was introducing me to his clients. And again, he had a platform, a speaking platform and his business quadrupled. Wow. And I don't think that you can ever underestimate how much credibility you gain from opening your heart and showing who you really are to your clients. Because it goes from, oh, we're just talking about I mean, how much can you talk about money day in and day out? But what's it all for? You know, I mean, money is currency. You know, it's the flow of life. So how do you how do you have it have a bigger impact? And I mean, I have seen this over and over. And it's actually something I talk about a little bit in the book with every stage I've spoken on. 
is many people are afraid, oh, if I if I give some time to the philanthropy or if I donate to the philanthropy and my and expose it to my audience, they're not going to buy as much from me. You know, that I, they're they're not I'm not going to have the same sales. Well, in every instance, sales quadruple mm-hmm. because you're asking people to open their heart. And it's all we really want to do is have a connection. So even when you're working with clients one on one to talk about what you're really committed to, again, whether it's in your own backyard or across the world or you know, even what you're doing with your kids in their school and giving people an opportunity to be generous themselves, it transforms the relationship. And that's how, you know, and and philanthropy is the gateway to power. (laughs) I went from that little, that little hospital room to the White House several times with this work. Um, And 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 you never know the point about being on boards, et cetera, but why? What's your why to be on boards? You know, what's your why? Philanthropy is really the gateway to power. Wow. That's that's your next book, possibly. Philanthropy, <laughs> the gateway to power. I like that. That's um, kind of what this is, the ultimate guide for using philanthropy to build your business. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so it sounds like, um, so some of the actual strategies, if I can pull them out, like, well, one, obviously get passionate about what, what cause you really want and, and, and how you're going to, I would say how you're going to contribute, but it's more about the, like the draw, the drive, the why behind it. Right. And then the, how it sounds like it's more like, well, it's a lot easier to support something that already exists where they're doing all the operations and all figured it all out first than to start something on your own. And not just about, it's not just about your dollars that you're contributing. It's about bringing that to your clients, bringing that to your community and showing them like, this is something I believe in. Let's support this together. And I've seen that like, at, uh, I think it was Russell Brunson event that I went to and it was, um, underground what's it called i'm sure you know about it um operation operation underground yeah yeah where it's uh, about human trafficking and i was like crying you know at this event and and like you know happy to give and i just felt i couldn't do enough but just like you said it's compart like it's compartmentalized like i didn't think like oh since i'm putting this money towards charity now i can't invest in his program it was like, well, I'm going to put some towards charity and it has nothing to do with me investing or not investing in this program. And it just had instant credibility to, for, for him, you know, towards him and what he's doing, because I'm like, it's almost like there's a part of us that when we see someone who's really successful, making multiple millions, we're jealous. We want that. We want to be like that, but there's still oftentimes a part of us who, who maybe might be questioning, like, like, what do they need more money for? Don't they have enough? Like, I don't want to just give him money to support his business type of thing. And I think it's very subconscious, but there's like a part that's like, he's got enough millions as it is, you know, like, I don't want to give him money to help his business, which is why I'm always telling my clients, like, when you ask for referrals, it's not like, Oh, like, like realtors when they're like, Hey, can you give me a referral? Cause I'm trying to, you know, I want to grow my business. It's like, I don't care about you growing your business. Like that has nothing to do with it. It's like about the transformation you provide. So I think what happens is like at a subconscious level is like when I see someone like Russell Brunson in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people supporting a cause, I'm like, 
wow, he's now in a more powerful position by being an influencer who makes a lot of money and he's not just pocketing it. He's giving it back and he's using his influence to help promote something like this beautiful, wonderful cause, you know? So I think all that's like kind of an unconscious level, but I'm thinking that, and, and then the more credibility and more respect and more love for him, because it's not just like this feeling of like, Oh, he's just trying to get more money out of me. Yeah, totally. I think, um, yeah, Russell was one of, uh, one of our first contributors in that way. Um, very generous, but yeah, I think, listen you can't underestimate the the what happens in your heart when you serve or when you give or when you're generous and i would say that's the most important thing to focus on like what expands you what makes you feel alive and connected when you give and yeah. that may take a while for you to find, yeah. you know, what do you need to do? Like I've taken hundreds of people to Africa because they want to come. They want to see, they want to feel connected and like they're part of this. They want to bring their kids. So their kids stop complaining about not having like the newest iPhone or whatever the heck. Right. Um, so <laughs> I, um, you know, what makes you feel alive? I would say that's the number one question when love, you're looking for that cause. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that was going to be my next question is like, as you know, the owner of a foundation, like, are you just mostly looking for money or do you give that experience? Because I would agree with that. Like, that is so interesting to me, like, because I I don't really feel it when I just give money. And my husband and I went and and we were doing a good job of it. And then we started doing a bad job of it. But we, when we first got married, even on our honeymoon, we did a give back. Like we wanted it to be an experience. And part of it was just like, we, we, we actually biked by this little, like, I wouldn't even call it a house, like maybe a hut, you know, I mean, it was like a wooden house, but it was like a one room kind of place with like, I think there were like 12 children, you know, and we biked in and said, hello. And it was right. This was in Panama. Oh, uh-huh. And, uh, and we ended up, uh, it was like the day before Christmas. And so we went back the next day, like we had like $20 in our pockets. So we're like here, but then the next day we went back, we got a truck, we bought all these, like, you know, we bought food and shoes and toys and rest. And it was just like two families, but I think there were 12 or 14 kids and combined two little homes, you know, and we went back and we got to play Santa Claus. And it was so, so invigorating for us because we got to see the smiles on their faces. We got to see the, the change, you know, we took all these pictures and so we said, is it okay? You know, they were great and had so much fun and felt like we made a difference, even though it was just one day. And, and, you know, you said it's, there's one thing we can take all these kids to school and change their lives and teach them entrepreneurship and stuff. We could just give them a, a meal. Like it's all good stuff, but yeah. it's like the, the bigger, the transformation, the better. So that was like a feel good thing, but like, it would have been even better if I could have, you know, really changed their life. Like ongoing and made a difference, but we, we did that on our honeymoon. And then we've done give back stuff like that. And we just went to Costa Rica with our kids and we just brought a bunch of stuffed animals and went to a school and gave them, you know, like treats and stuff. So like we did something, but we're kind of like half-assing it because, and I'll tell you why it kind of comes back 
back to the, the ink part is it, which I think of when it comes to, you know, operations and corporation, all this stuff, it's all this organization that like, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the visionary. Like, I don't want to deal with organization of shit. Like, I just want to do it, do good. And I'm happy to do good. But then when it gets all cloudy with what I have to figure out and organizing, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. So we could only like, you know, like plan so much. We did a little bit, but I love the idea of like, just like you said, like bringing our kids. And that was what we wanted to do since we got married. Like, and we involved our daughter. We went, went back to, to Mexico, um, to, uh, what's it called? Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Vallarta, um, with our daughter years ago. And we did something, have, have you heard of the dump? Um, Puerto Vallarta. Anyway, they have like a dump where it's literally like garbage. And then we went there and like there are people living there and living close by there and gave food. And then there were a few like churches and stuff we went and gave to and backpacks for the kids at school. So we did that early on with our first daughter and then, you know, busy, what, give it whatever you want to excuse you want to name it. Like we're not doing it enough now. We just did in Costa Rica a little bit, but I really want to do that. So put me on the docket for the next trip to, to Africa. Cause I want to, I want to go and, and see what we can do as a family. We might, we might go to India. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just launched this program in, in India as well. And we're actually having a little event um, in December here in San Diego, but um, we're, yeah. And, I, and, I, and Robin, I would also say for your listeners is that philanthropy is a journey you know, so that moment that you have of like, because I believe that what you saw in that home in Panama wasn't, oh, all these poor kids. You were like, well, they're just like me. Mm. You know, that's where just like my child came from. It's like you eat, like you erase that sense of separation, which is really all of our suffering on the planet is this sense, you, them, you're different than me. Um, and so sparking that inside of you is really the first step in that journey to philanthropy, because that's what sets you on the path, right? That's what sets you yearning and learning. And so, you know, any anybody from, you know, the Rockefellers on Oprah, et cetera, et cetera, they started there. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, what really makes a difference? What really makes an impact? How do you create, how do you scale? How do you make it sustainable? So I wouldn't... Um, you know, you're young, you're vibrant, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, there's still time. (laughs) I wouldn't beat yourself up about it, but just like engage in the journey because it may be the thing that you find and, and it may be a couple of things. And that's the other thing I would say, just in terms of philanthropic development is when you develop real, true financial wealth, Focus is so important because that creates the impact, whether it's, you know, okay, I'm going to really focus on on water, you know, on on the oceans, or I'm going to focus on gender, um, I'm going to focus on uh, science and research and uh, or, you know, my thing is, is animals or whatever, everybody has something else. I mean, in my mind, it's girls because we all carry that like uterus and that changes the planet. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm with you on that. That's kind of a bit of a a jumping off point. But um, I 
I, I think that, that that's the other thing I talk about in the book is like to find that one thing and to pursue the passion and to invest and to let people know what you're up to because every I I really believe that everyone, particularly women, have that yearning. Yeah. to be relevant, to leave a legacy, to feel connected, and that using your business and your contacts and your know-how to drive um, to drive more impact is, you know, that's what we're here for. What else? <laughs> what else? That's absolutely true. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Tell them where to get the book. Um. It is just like my child.org slash book, just like my child.org slash book. You know what, Robin, give me one second. I'm just going to confirm a thousand percent that that is the URL. So I don't mess you up, but I'm, and, and you can, um, you can download the book right there. So it's a, it's an easy download. Yeah. Just awesome. like my got slash. it. Okay, perfect. And I'm assuming then just like mychild.org is a great place to go if you want to donate or be part of this mission and, and part of this philanthropic mission, I would say, um, and to help support the cause. So thank you so much for joining us. Go get the book, um, check out the organization and check out Vivian Glick. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.